Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi guys, James Alcott here. I just thought I'd have a quick chat with you before you listen to this podcast because it will be something that's a little bit different. It's not going to be the usual thing that you used to, which is the four guys, obviously every single week, chewing the football fat. This will be at me, James Lawrence Alcott, chewing the football fat, kind of on my own, just to give you that reaction to those big things when they happen. Um, as you'll probably know if you listen to the podcast regularly, I have my own YouTube channel and I'm starting to do live streams on there. So... With that in mind, I think I'm basically going to be talking about football and I think there are little podcasts that hopefully you guys will enjoy. So this is Thinking Out Loud, which is a new series where I will think out loud, basically, talking about football, having a discussion with you guys and via the live stream, hearing what people have to say and answering their questions as well as we talk about football. So if you don't subscribe to that channel yet, then head over there and subscribe to that and hit the notification bell as well so that you can enjoy the live streams when they happen. But if not, here it is. It's a podcast for you to enjoy and I hope you do. Hello everybody, welcome back to the James Lawrence Alcott channel and something a little bit different. You might have seen me on the Champions League live stream. I then unlisted that because you don't want to see it after the fact. But I am here and this is the idea. This is what we're going to try and do, okay? We're going to try and have ourselves a thinking out loud session each week, if possible, or certainly when those big things drop. We will, um, we will talk about it. We'll talk about it together, like adults. We're not going to scream at each other and ranting away. Naming no names, I'm just saying it happens. Um, we're going to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, and I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about, and we're going to be thinking out loud. Um, if you are watching for the first time, uh, my name is James Lawrence Alcott. I am a football fan, a QPR fan, if you need to know. But obviously, I love everything football, and I've uh, got a show in the Premier League uh, called FPL FYI, so go check that out if you need some fancy football tips. Um, also, I've just released a video, I released it yesterday, uh, It was it's the process, it's an interview series I've got, Stephen Trizer was on it, um, so me and Stephen talking about comedy and he's talking about the sitcom that he wants to write, so uh, we were talking about that as well, which is good, um, but really I want to talk about the football right now with you guys, um, so get your comments in, um, I've got them right here, hopefully everything sticks together. Um, and it works out, uh, bear with me if it doesn't, and I've got 15 minutes on the clock, you can see that right now, so let's not mess about. First thing that I want to talk about is Arsenal versus Spurs, you see it in the title, let me know what you think with this, I've got a few poll cards, uh, so if you hit the, inf um, 
hit the little eye in the corner, you'll be able to see all of those. Um, you can see a link to my video with Stephen Tries, but also who really won the North London Derby. So, who really won the North London Derby? Now, I know it was a draw. You know that as well. Okay. Um, I, I think it was a big, big, big performance from Arsenal. But ultimately, there really wasn't a winner. <laughs> that's not not helpful let me know what you think i'm intrigued to know what you guys think that's the whole point of this of thinking out loud but i the big big losses really are that i look at spurs and i look at them and i think they're in bad form right now i look at arsenal and i think there are problems there that can't be addressed with better coaching because i like unai emery i think he's i think he's a really really good manager let's have a look at the uh, stats if i can get them up here and you guys can uh, see what happened uh, let's have a look, see if we can do it. Bear with me. Hopefully this is working. Oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, you can see the stats there. And um, in terms of the player ratings that Who Scored gave them, obviously everyone has their own different feelings on this. For me, I, I agree. I think Pepe was brilliant. I thought Lacazette worked really, really hard. And I think he's he's got the quality. When you look at front freeze and people look at Firmino, for example and how good he is, he really is good enough to be the Firmino of that team in a huge way for me. I think he works so hard. Um, I do a podcast called Great Touch for a Big Lad, and we've got an Arsenal fan on that, and he was saying he'd have Lacazette over Aubameyang. Now, I'm not saying I totally agree with that because I think Aubameyang is so deadly, but in terms of what he brings to the team, Lacazette is 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 everything you want in a centre-forward. He's unselfish, generous. Generally, he's brings other people into play. You saw him tracking back and running even when he was pretty much injured. Um, the other thing I seem to notice with him is that he's he gets about 60 minutes and that's the end of it. Like he's okay coming off. I don't know if there's something going on there physically with him or there's just an understanding that he's going to work hard and then come off. But um, he doesn't seem to play many 90 minutes. If anyone knows why that is, uh, let me know. Oh, I've got a super chat. So I have got super chat. I didn't know I'd set that up, but here, there it is. Um, Maestro, thanks, man. Uh, big inspiration. Keep keep up the good work. Well, that's that's cringe worthy on my point, but I do appreciate the uh, super chat. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, if there's anything you want to talk about, then uh, then do it. Um, Lacazette, as I was saying there, I think he's I think he's awesome. Um, in the game itself, the the point I was trying to make in terms of Arsenal losing out long term, as good as their transfer window was. The big one, the 8 million signing of David Luiz, which I also said was uh, a good and smart move when you've only got 8 million quid. If you've only got 8 million quid, then you might as well go for someone like David Luiz. I get it. But what I've seen in the Liverpool game and in the Spurs game are moments that are just outrageous, in, in my opinion. Everyone was going to Socrates, and I'll talk about Gary Neville a bit more in a second because I thought that was interesting, how he went mad at Xhaka, which I kind of get. But... He had a massive go at Socrates instead of in saying you've got to go and win that header. I get that and I agree with what he was saying in terms of the uh, the sort of assertiveness that you've got to show if you're going to go and commit and come out of your position as a centre back. But once that happens, David David Luiz David Luiz has got the whole pitch in front of him and he can see his centre back in front of him going for a header. When that happens, defenders need to work in a way that. They need to work in a way where they're thinking of the worst case scenario, okay? So if they're thinking of the worst case scenario, you see your centre-back going for the ball, you know generally you feel a lot safer if you've got people around you and a nice back line there. When 
he doesn't win that ball and the ball then comes to you, you know you're exposed. You know you're exposed, but you also know you've got a couple of people around you. And you also know you're the only centre-back left. So for him to half commit himself after that was a much worse thing than Socrates. I mean, it all gets compounded by Leno having dropping a bollock. But <laughs> David Luiz in that moment, that is, that's not a defender for me. I can't understand how he can behave it in that way because you have as a defender you think what's the worst that can happen that's how you read the game and see the picture of the game that's what you want from your center backs and that's what you see with this Spurs team in terms of their center backs now Arsenal were better we can go back to the stats again if you want to look let's look at these stats you can see that they were better look at the amount of shots that uh that they had it was absolutely crazy in comparison for a team like Spurs to to be you know having that little going on um the total shots 26 to 13 um if I click on more we'll be able to see what happens after that so 26 to 13 one off the woodwork for Spurs that was Harry Kane of course shots on target though Spurs have had more shots on target than than Arsenal have it and that for me says a lot um it shows that it shows that as dominant as they were, for me, that probably what's happening there is that a lot of those shots are being blocked. So there you go. You can see it right there. Eight of those shots being blocked. And when that's happening, that's probably because the defenders are resolute and reading the game and doing the right things. And that, for me, is the difference long-term between Arsenal and Spurs. That said, Spurs were all at sea uh, for me yesterday. I was amazed at how... Um, unbalanced they look at how uh, how how they had such a sort of lack of fluency really and for me ultimately Arsenal won the North London derby if you've got to pick a team that, that dominated the game it was Arsenal but there are some really big problems there that are going to keep costing Arsenal in, in the long term and the thing about David Luiz finally for me is that as part of a back three at Chelsea they played as a back three, but it was a back three that stayed tight together. And when that happens, when you make those mistakes, you, you ha you're less exposed as a centre-back. You've got to make less of the right decisions because you've got a guy five yards either side of you sorting it out for you. Here at Arsenal, with the way they want to play, the way they want to play the ball out from the back as well, there's going to be moments where he's going to be really exposed. And I think it's not going to be the last time he makes a mistake because he he really he really isn't a natural defender in my opinion um, let me know what you think i'm going to go to the comments right this second um right let's have a look i scroll up a little bit um i love laka says ibrahimi agrees um david louise um henry rouse good that's a good point Louise will end up being cover for Rob Holding. I'm intrigued to see what Rob Holding's really about, if you know what I mean. Like, is he as good as the Arsenal fans want him to be? Or is he just the final hope for Arsenal because you're bringing in someone like David Louise who is now letting you down? Uh, Socrates, generally, I like. I do like him um, as a centre back, to be honest. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, is Pepe worth 72 million quid? I would say yes, he absolutely is. I think you can see that the focus will not be on the front three anymore at Arsenal and it will get them out of trouble a hell of a lot. Um, and Pepe looks really exciting, has great pace, but also has really good feet as well. You see him trying to take the free kicks that weren't the best free kicks, but he was uh, he was good. 72 million, I don't even know. I don't know how, how much anyone is these days. 
Um, so uh, I think I think overall, for you to have him as a player, the one thing I would say is that you, you'll hear this stat about the amount of goals he scored last season. A lot of those were penalties. You've got to remember that. I think he actually only scored 12 goals from open play. I might be wrong with that, but it's something along those lines. Um, back to Spurs, did Harry Kane dive? Yes, he definitely did dive. And as an England fan, I've got to say that uh, when he's doing it in World Cups, I'm okay with it. <laughs> but when I watch it, I'm watching it now and you can see it coming. And he gets away with it on the halfway line. He does that two-foot thing. He gets away with it on the halfway line, but... In the penalty area, I think you're going to more and more and more. You can say what you want about referees being neutral. You are going to see him not get those penalties, and it, you'll get see him getting booked for diving. It was a it wasn't a penalty for me at all. Um, I don't think. I think he really needs to calm down with it because what's happening with Harry Kane is that people are starting to people are starting to turn on him, and it's not it's not great i think there's that there's a general arc of of the media often that you love this guy get him up to a certain point and then bring him down um and i think that they can't have a go at raheem sterling anymore so they're looking for other people and harry kane is is one of those um, because he is such a savvy center forward um, i'm delighted he's english and i'm delighted that that sort of brutal finishing he still has you saw it with the penalty you saw it with the the shot that he struck to hit the post um, I'm going to vote here. So I'm voting on the poll card. Let me know what you think. I'm going to see what the score is, basically. Who really won North London derby? I'm going with Arsenal. Huh, oh, I can, hang on. I'll have to refresh it. Uh, 100% because I've obviously voted there, but we're about to find out where exactly you guys think uh, it ended up in terms of North London derby and who will finish a bit higher as well. Who will finish higher at those two, two, two teams? I think... Defences get you out of a lot of trouble, especially when you've got someone like Harry Kane, especially when they're keeping Ericsson, which is huge, absolutely huge. And especially when you see someone like Son come back, despite the lack of possession that they had, you really saw how how just, how just brilliant he is and how he makes them such a better team. So I think Spurs will get better. I think the fact that the European transfer window is done and dusted now is very helpful for them. Um but, uh, but it was Arsenal's day. 64% of you guys saying Arsenal won the North London derby. Interesting. Let's move on to was Mane right to get angry at Salah? Now, okay, let me know what you think, guys. Oh, final thing I've got to say, Gwendozi is an absolute baller. A few people in the comments there. Um, Emmanuel Tillahan, uh, Gwendozi will be a future captain. I tweeted exactly the same uh, yesterday. He was in his element, and you see it in these games. Pressure does a lot to to football teams, and for me, he's someone who strives under that pressure. Um, how Shaka is the captain of Arsenal blows my mind. The decision for the for the penalty in no world and no in no situation do you dive in like that when there's that many bodies knocking about he is a liability and people try to give him chance after chance after chance and i understand that because there are moments where he's decent but arsenal that is where they that's where they're losing their way a little bit they need to figure out they need to have one guy who's clearly the defensive guy they need that hybrid guy who for me is Gwendozi and then you probably depending on the team you might need another guy who can work hard and so that could be Torreira or it could be Willock um and then you uh, or if you're playing other teams you need or you're chasing a game like they were against Spurs you need uh Ceballos uh, who when he came on looked great for me 
Um, I think he's going to be brilliant, especially against the lesser teams. Slightly surprised he didn't start. Maybe they're a bit worried about him defensively. Um, but for Spurs, it's for for Spurs they're disjointed, but they'll be okay, I would imagine. For Arsenal, there's gonna there's gonna be games again where they're gonna be disappointed with the centre backs. But if like one of you guys just said, um, Elliot saying never a dive. Elliot Hackney, welcome Elliot Hackney to the stream. Thanks, bro. You're saying it's never a dive. I thought it was a dive. I thought it was quite clearly a dive, to be honest. Um, final one. Uh, Manuel also saying Gwendozi winks. Uh, better than winks. I would agree with that just about. But I'm waiting for winks to just grab a game. Like that, I think that's why they were struggling in the second half. As much as Sanchez shouldn't have been even pl like playing in the second half. The other thing was the fact that uh, Harry Winks, for me, needs to be that guy who goes, look... Give me the ball. Let me just take charge of this for a little bit. I know that's hard with the press these days. You need to be able to have multiple people to get you out of trouble. But I still think there are moments where he doesn't come and get the ball quickly enough. I think he has to be that guy. And I want him to have that arrogance to go and be that guy, um, especially as, a, as an English player. Uh, right, let's move forward. Come on now. So get uh, voting again. Was Mane right to get angry at Salah? He was... I'll tell you what. So... He was right to get angry at Salah, but he wasn't right to scream like he did as he went off the pitch. For me, if your problem is with Mohamed Salah, do it on the pitch. Dig him out on the pitch. As he was coming off, he was understandably fuming at, at what had happened. And that kind of competition, it, it is good. But it's only good whilst you're winning, and probably that will continue with Liverpool. The good thing for Liverpool, they've got people like Mane, they've got people like um, uh, Henderson, they've got people that can come in and get involved. Van Dijk, obviously. Leaders in there, they're going to sort this out. By the way, <laughs> the clock's counting down to 30 seconds already. We're going to go well beyond that. It might go on a loop. Just enjoy it. Um, apologies for such a long stream already. Uh, if you are enjoying it, uh, hit the like button. Let me know if you're enjoying it. And uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Hit the notification bell. I'm going to be doing lots of live streams. Um, so, so yeah, let me know your thoughts on it all. Um, Salah should... He's got to go to... Sorry, uh, Mane's got to go to Salah and dig him out there for me. I think... So, he, in that sense, he's got it wrong. I, I like the emotion of it. And when you are emotive, then you're not thinking properly. But... What's going to happen now is that's going to be a huge thing um, because there's a sort of gossip in it because he's not gone directly to him. He should just be calling it out and then it would have been this one quick clip that people sh sh uh, showed of Salah. Oh, he's desperate to get a goal and Mane's annoyed at him because he's not making the right decision for the team. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ultimately, Salah is the best player that Liverpool... Well, that's an interesting one. I think he's one of the best players that they've got. So, um, it, you're never going to drop Salah. You're never going to drop Mane, who's an absolute live wire for them. So, you need those two to get on. Um, I want, This will be something that, trust me, everyone will be looking at. Everyone is going to be looking at the next time Salah could have passed it, but doesn't. And Carragher was saying that there is that feeling with Salah where he gets about... Um, he gets about 60 minutes in and if he hasn't scored a goal then he starts to panic and get selfish. That's that's something that you saw with people like Van Nistelrooy. You probably see it with Harry Kane. You see it with a lot of those great players and you've got to kind of take the rough with the smooth. Um, and that's frustrating. It's frustrating for those less, those less selfish players like Mane. And Mane does get into so many great positions. I think there's an element there where Salah does need... I think you do need to have a word with Salah and go... Put him on the spot. Go, do you think it's fair what you're doing? Are you, are you being focused or are you going a little bit too far and being a bit too selfish? That All that said, he gets as many assists as anyone. <laughs> so you can't totally, totally um, dig him out too much. Um, let me know what you think. I'm going into the comments right this second. Am I too loud, Jack? Is that what you're saying? RIP my ears. Um, let me know if I'm, going, if I'm talking too loud and calm it down a bit. Sorry. Here we go. Is that a bit louder? Is that too loud? Hopefully that's fine. Um, right, let's see what you think about Salah. Uh, Linda H. Manor did dig him out on the pitch. Well, if he did dig him out on the pitch, then why are we focusing on how he was when he came off the pitch? I watched the game. I didn't see that. Um, if you're on Richard Hook, if you are unhappy with a player or sort it out off camera because it just shows unprofessionalism. Yep. I mean, you've got a bloke in his room talking about it to you lot. Wouldn't have been a thing if he'd able to keep it to himself. I think there's a lot uh, lot to be said there, maybe. That's a good point, uh, Richard. Astro, uh, Mane has also been very selfish in the past. Yep, true. I think there's going to be moments where people make the wrong decisions. Um, it is starting to mount up a little bit with Salah, but again, he scores so many goals. He's a beautiful, brilliant player. Um, Andrew Turner agrees with that pretty much. Every attacker wants to score. Mane just had a moment. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think you need to make it too big a thing. I think the problem is we're we're looking for these kind of things, and so it is a talking point. I I just didn't see him. That's a good point. Ibrahim one two three. Mane only had two assists last season. So, uh, but the point I think the point is, um, and you don't need it to be too big. Um, you don't need to be too big uh, in terms of having a go at Mane with it. But for me. I think the the outburst afterwards is is like it's just unnecessary, isn't it? But when you're emotional, it shows they want to win, shows they want to score goals, shows they want to do well. So that's all good stuff, right? Uh, let's keep going. Uh, next one for me is um, the most impressive start of the season. We've now got the international break, um, England Bulgaria. If anyone's got spare tickets to that, then I'd like to go. Just saying. Um, but yeah, here's another one for you guys to vote. I voted on the, uh, is Mane right to get angry? 86% saying he was right to get angry, which is interesting. Um, most impressive start of the season. I'm going to put my vote in here and 
then we will oh i can see it now wow interesting um get voting now on the poll card it's right there in front of you um so if we have a look i can show you right this second the league table let's have a look at it and uh, you can see after it's just four games obviously but you can see who's been doing better than uh than other players here we go so um at the top of the table, Liverpool fans will be pleased to see uh, winning all four out of four. Goal difference of um, goal difference of twelve, which is pretty decent. So the four people I've, I've I've basically gone with the top four there: Liverpool, Man City, Leicester City, and Crystal Palace. If you go from the predictions that I made at the start of the season, I think the one that you probably would say is the most impressive would be Crystal Palace. The reason I say that is because I had them at the uh, at finishing in the bottom three. I thought Zaha wouldn't deliver. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say he has yet. I would say after four games, that's slice, slightly misleading. But defensively, you've got to say they've been really resolute. You've got the draw against Everton in that first game of the season. Um, getting that, um, losing to Sheffield United. And I thought, oh, okay, here we go. But then a fantastic win against Man United. That said, it was pretty poor in terms of their performance from them. They were defending for their lives, let's be honest. And then getting the win controversially against uh, against Aston Villa at the weekend, so that puts them in a good place. Um, Leicester City for me, I think we were kind of hoping, not not maybe expecting, but we were hoping that they could do something this year. And I think we've seen that they are, you know, they're here to stay. They're not going to be messing about. Um, let's have a look at their fixtures. Then uh, what was the first game of the season? Where are they? Sheffield United, yeah. No, hang on. First game, of course, yeah, Wolves, first game of the season, which is a tricky one, got a draw from that. Then Chelsea, where again, drawing, but they looked brilliant in that second half. Then getting the first win of the season, Vardy getting it, banging in the goal against Sheffield United. And then uh, a really good, strong win against a Bournemouth team. I can't figure out just yet. Um, the other two, of course, are the two that we expected to be up there. For me, I'm going to go with, uh, in terms of impressive starts of points, I'm going to have to go with... Crystal Palace but I don't believe it for a second I don't think they'll stay up there the one thing I will have to say and be fair about is the power of Roy Hodgson he knows what he's doing his experience of his teams he makes sure they're very very tight at the back and solid at the back and and it's worked for them um I think other teams that have excited me going forward, I'd have to say West Ham, I think look quite exciting. I think that the the depth of uh, midfielders and attacking players that they've got is quite exciting. As long as Haller stays fit, um, the defence is getting better um, and they will get better as well. And I think it's just a lot calmer there now, which is good. Um, who else has been decent? Um, apart from that, I'd, yeah, I wouldn't go too mad with it. Um, Everton in sixth place. Getting that second win, um, they were strange in that game against Wolves. And Wolves, what's interesting is the, the sort of the spin on certain teams. I think Chelsea, you're going, oh, they're young, they're young. But they're 11th in the table, which isn't great. Sheffield United are above them. Another draw uh, yesterday. Had Robinson in my fantasy football team, which I was devastated about. And But down the bottom, I think Brighton people have been excited about. Newcastle, everyone's been hammering at. Um, Wolves, people have been generally quite optimistic about. Um, but... The, They've drawn three and, and lost one. So, so it's not the fairest of reflections. But they are down there. And Norwich City as well. Scoring a lot of goals but conceding a lot of goals. But that said, Norwich City, keep an eye out for them. This is the real test for them now. They've got Man City next up. And then after that, they have a nice run of games. Burnley, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Bournemouth, um, then Man United, Brighton, Watford, um, Everton. 
And so the next two months, there's a lot of points that they should be getting, but we will find out just how good they are because they're going to go and try and play good football and they're going to try and score goals, but they're going to concede a good few as well. And it's the churning of that. It's when it gets to like November, October, it's it's can they deal with all of that? Can they deal with like losing again, losing badly again? Because that will start to hurt when it's when... <laughs> when it starts to get dark. Um, any other business then? Up to you guys, let me know. Um, oh, actually, quickly, European transfer window. A uh, couple of the big ones. Bobby Duncan does get a move to Fiorentina. Um, that whole debacle is an absolute mess for me. And a really sad thing for Bobby Duncan that that is going to be the top line in terms of... It's sort of it's planted a seed in, in terms of what people think about him as a person. And that will follow him around in his career. Um, well, it will do for a little bit at least. And that's a shame. That's not something he wants uh, to have. And I think it's quite clear that the agent there is, is not helping him at all. Um, Lorente's gone to Napoli. Um, surprised Spurs didn't want to keep hold of him. I think he's a good option, especially when you've got these Champions League games and uh, the cup games as well. He's always going to be a handful. His hold-up plays brilliant, as we saw in that Ajax game in the semi-final. Uh, Falcao moving to Galatasaray, the latest in a long line of fantastic forwards that's sort of coming to the end. and decide They can't be asked to go all the way to MLS, so they're going to um, play for Turkey, uh, play in the Turkish league instead. 25,000 uh, greeting him at the airport. And Mkhitaryan going to Roma. Not sure I totally understand that one, but he has been disappointing. He's suffered from injuries. And um, something's not really clicked with him, has it? I think there was... Sometimes players go from club to club, and sometimes there's a club where it clicks. And for him, it obviously was at Borussia Dortmund. Maybe Klopp was the kind of character to get the best out of him. Um, but he struggled at Man United. And generally, uh, it'd, it'd be interesting to know what Arsenal fans think. I think you say he's been not been a success, of course, at... Arsenal as well um, so he's gone to, to Roma so any other business now uh, get your questions in um, we've got five minutes on the clock there hilariously and it's gone round twice I think um, so let me know what you think and, and we can go through some of your questions as we speak right now uh, people different going for different teams um, Tom Sato I don't think Mane is super selfish I just think he has a ton of talent and not a lot of vision He's always been very direct and it will cost him chances, but don't want to lose that killer instinct. I think it's true. I think it really is. A, it's as basic as you want it to be. It's as simple as you want it to be. Salah should have passed him and he didn't. And so he's pissed off. It's OK. Um, he just, yeah, he could have maybe done it in a different way. Um, see what else you got. Uh Cash Boyk saying Sheffield have been impressive. I have been impressed with them um, so far. They've got some good players. Got Luke Freeman from QPR last season. Andy Robinson um, from Preston, who is another player who has impressed me when they've played QPR over the, the seasons. They've got some good players there. I think they just maybe need to believe in themselves a little bit more and, and stick with it. McBurney as well has actually got really good feet. Um, he's a good footballer. So Sheffield United, I think you'll just lazily go oh look they're from Yorkshire so they don't play football they all play football they've got some really good players in there um it'd be interesting to see how they can they can go and I wouldn't be surprised if they finish above uh, Norwich just because I think they've got a better back line uh John Egan is a good footballer um I've forgotten the other um, centre back now but they're, they're good footballers they're guys who are happy to pass the ball out uh Richard Hurt, Chris Wilder is a great manager who digs into players if something isn't right that's true uh Daniel Galloway where are you? Oh, he's gone. Kristen Hennage, my boy. 
Long time lister. Everyone go follow Kristen Hennig. He's one of my favourite writers and he needs to come on the process when he's ready. Uh, hi, James. Long time listener, first time caller. Who has been your favourite QPR player this season? My favourite QPR player this season has been, uh, it has to be Abire Eze. This guy, QPR have had a tradition of having amazing number 10s over the years. Stan Bowles, um, Delta Rat, Rodney Marsh, Akos Puzaki, all the greats. And um, he is the latest in, the, in that line. But him and Ilias Chair who are two young players for us, are, will play Premier League football. So remember those two names. Uh, hopefully it'll be with QPR because we've had a decent start. Um, but but either way, those two are going on to do, do something special, I think. Um, what else we got? We're going to have three more questions, so get them in. David O'Dwyer, James, do you still fancy Spurs to grab second place over Liverpool? Right. <laughs> uh, probably not. Uh, I would have to say that um, Liverpool have. I think you're you're waiting and you're wondering if there's going to be that little sort of chink in the armor. Um, but they look very solid, and you see the depth that they've got in midfield. They're going to keep having that energy, and they, they they look very very sound. And teams teams really struggle to deal with them. I think that's the difference. It seems really obvious, but um, as in any league. There are there are teams that can sometimes be great. There can be teams that are consistently good, and then there are teams that are too good. And Liverpool and Man City, I think we're clearly seeing that those are the two that are too good, unfortunately, for the rest of the league. Because I, I would like to see more teams getting involved. That makes it more interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say that Liverpool will, will easily finish second. And and it's amazing. There's a kind of an understanding now that Liverpool fans and players are going, can we win 35 games? It's as simple as that because Man City, I haven't spoken about Man City too much, but the football that they're playing is again frightening. And I think there's a, with Man City, there's a psychological thing that the other teams in the Premier League really struggle with. I think with Liverpool, I think they wonder if there's that, there's a possibility they can get something and then they end up getting overrun. When it comes to Man City, I think they're already they've already lost before they go on the pitch a lot of the time, especially away from home. Um, I think that's a problem that <laughs> the rest of the league has got. Um, two more questions and I'll let you guys enjoy your evenings. It's a good point, actually. Lennon D'Souza, thoughts on Laporte uh, injury and the effect on City's title race? I think you might see Fernandinho playing centre-back a lot. I, I do. Um Will that make them better or worse? Who knows? I think with Rodri, you've got a little bit of height there as well to kind of compensate that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they do that. They play Fernandinho, but they end up conceding a lot more set pieces because they don't have the same amount of big guys. Generally, in football, there's an understanding that you want four big guys to, to deal with the opposition in the in the other penalty box. And um, and they're, they're losing one there. Um Last question. Uh, whilst I've still got you guys, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell if you've enjoyed it and you're still watching and you want to be alerted next time it happens. Um, I would much appreciate that. And before I answer this last question, uh, go check out the two videos that are on the poll cards there as well. You've got uh, ranking Premier League strikers and the process with uh, Stephen Tries. Um, here we go. Let's have a final question. Let's make it a good one. I'm looking for a good... Oh, okay. Ibrahim. One, two, three. Best player outside the top six. Let me know yours in the comments below. Or on the live chat, sorry. Best player outside the top six. 
Nominees for me, I'm going to go with Zaha is definitely a nominee. Tillemans is maybe a nominee. Yeah, I think he might be. Madison is a nominee. Those are probably the three that really stand out for me. If I, if you're a top six side and you're looking to sign any of those other guys, any player from from anywhere else, I think you're going to struggle to look beyond those three in terms of the three that you would want to have in your team. What I will say is keep an eye out for Trossard at Brighton. I've heard really, really good things about him. I've watched the highlights of Brighton um, each each game, and he is the guy for them. I think he's really exciting, and we'll get a proper run in the team now, especially with the good start that he's had. Um, so keep an eye out for him. Um, Pookie's form has been good. Will he get the service for the rest of it? We will find out soon. But if I have to pick one, if I could pick one player that, if I yeah, if I was manager of top six side and I wanted to buy. It still is Zaha. I still think he is just... Uh, he's why you buy a ticket for a football game. It is Zaha. So, for me, it's Zaha. A lot of people go, oh, can he, can he do it at a bigger club? I think that, that there's good um, there's good merits for that discussion because he plays for a team where there is a lot of space in front of him, which suits him. Could he do it for a team where someone's sort of sitting in against him? That would be interesting. Haller, George Smith saying, it's a good point. That's a good point. Richarlison's better than Zaha? No, not for me. Not no, not for me. Sorry. Uh, right there you go. Uh, that was uh, thinking out loud. If you enjoyed it, uh, the way I will know that you've enjoyed it is by hitting the like button for me, subscribing to the channel if you're new, if you already subscribed, then hit the notification bell, um, and check out all the other content on the channel. Uh, the aim is to you know just get out there and try and grow this channel as quickly as possible. So any support that you guys can offer me is always much, much appreciated. And we can have a decent conversation uh, when things drop, when managers get sacked, when big news breaks. I've got a live stream set up now that hopefully we can all enjoy. So yeah, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, love you lots. And uh, goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.